Welcome to Ed Talks, an audio podcast presented by Achieve Minneapolis and the Citizens League in partnership with Indigo Education and Pollen. Ed Talks is a lively series of community conversations about public education and related issues that impact our young people. Each Ed Talks features two compelling short presentations by cutting edge educators, youth advocates, students, artists, or community leaders. Ed Talks is supported by generous grants from the Bush Foundation and the Vern C. Johnson Family Foundation. This Ed Talks focuses on the power of strong relationships for student success. Our featured speaker is Salma Hussein. Salma is a school social worker at South High School who works with students and families from a wide variety of countries. Drawing on her own experiences as an immigrant and her work with her students and their families, she shares how creating strong homeschool partnerships, celebrating diversity, and building authentic relationships is absolutely vital for student success. This Ed Talk was recorded in front of a live audience at Ice House in Minneapolis on May 6, 2019. deserve to be celebrated and validated. Every day, yes, yes, every day offers opportunity for us to affirm, to acknowledge, and to see the growth in our students. In my talk today, I will focus on why representation matters and why being vulnerable in your teaching and your work with young people is super important in building authentic, meaningful relationships. My story begins in Mogadishu, Somalia in the year 1988. I was born to my hoyo, Dahil, and my abu, Abdullahi Asad. My parents owned a small business in Mogadishu, Somalia. They provided well for us. We lived in our own home. We had a fruit tree in the back. Uh, and then two, three years after I was born, the Civil War broke out. We had to flee with the clothes off, the clothes the clothes on our backs, and very little. From the time that I was three to about six years old, we spent in a refugee camp in Nairobi, Kenya. And the whole time that we were in that refugee camp, my parents were focused on getting us out. Um, my dad reached out to my cousin Halima, who lived in North Carolina, and asked her if she could sponsor us. Halima took it upon herself to do the paperwork there was no guarantee that we would be approved, but it was a chance we were willing to take. And then at the same time, my mom being super incredible, she also was looking for a different opportunity. Uh, and she found an opportunity for her and my older sister, Fatima, who I love very much, uh, for them to leave the camps and go to uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. It was a really hard decision, but it was the decision that we needed to make for the betterment of our family. Um, staying behind in the refugee camp with my dad was different, but it also offered me an opportunity to deepen my relationship with my father. 
and it also offered my sister the opportunity to deepen her relationship with my mother. Um, a year after my sister and mother went for their flight to Minneapolis, we also got the good news that we would get our chance in America. We were super excited. Our flight didn't take us to Minneapolis. It instead took us to North Carolina because that's where my aunt lived. Uh, we stayed in North Carolina for about six months. And during that six months, my mom and dad kept talking. They were trying to figure out where would be home. And obviously, I'm here today. My mom was able to win that conversation. Um, we've been in Minnesota since 1996, and it's been a great experience. Uh, when we first arrived in Minnesota, we didn't right away find a home that would fit our entire family. So my mom and sister continued to live in an apartment building, and my dad and I got an apartment building. During the day, we were a family. And at night, we would sleep in different apartments. That was the sacrifice that we made. And a little while later, we got the opportunity to um, have a, a, a townhome within the Glendale townhomes. How many of you are familiar with Glendale townhomes? Very nice. So for those of you that are not familiar, Glendale townhomes is one of uh, the properties that belong to the Minneapolis Public Housing Authority. And we were granted four bedroom, one bath, really close to the University of Minnesota. Both my sister and I and my brother, we all went to the U. Um, it was conveniently located. However, though, I started to internalize some of the negative, um, some of the negative, negative stereotypes of low income. That low income equates to low expectations, um, and. It also didn't help that from the time that I was in second grade all the way up until I reached my master's degree, I didn't have classroom teachers who looked like me. So I couldn't identify with success because everybody that was successful didn't resemble me. Um, I started my schooling at Armitage Montessori, which is part of Minneapolis Public Schools, and it was there where I learned how to read, write, communicate in English. I am so grateful to the teachers at Armitage who helped instill a love of learning uh, for me. I want to talk about, although there were some challenges in my educational journeys, there were also some victories. One of those victories is through the Step Up program. Uh, Step Up Achieve Minneapolis, I, I thank you guys so much for giving me two opportunities when I was in high school. To, for the first time I did my internship with the Star Tribune, I told them that I wanted to be a journalist and they didn't question me. They put me in touch with folks at the Star Tribune. <laughs> it was a paid position, good money, good company, good experience. The second time around, I had changed my mind. I wanted to be in the uh, behavioral health sciences. I wanted to go into mental health. So I interviewed and talked to the chief folks and they were super dynamic and I told them, hey y'all, I would love the opportunity to do something mental health related. Again, they made it possible. They helped me get an internship with Abbott Northwestern, um, the hospital, and it was life changing. When I got my step up, position twice, I knew that success was for me and that I could be successful. And I also
also want to share with you guys too that growing up in public housing, it did have some stigma. And right now, the work that I'm doing at South High School, I have kiddos who live in those same apartments that I used to live in. So my work has really been about healing myself and taking the time to, to feel good about who I am as a person, right? And at South High School, my passion really is about creating programming that validate and celebrate our students. One of the programmings that we're offering at South High School is the bicultural talks. Uh, those bicultural talks offer students an opportunity to be in community with professionals who look like them in different professions. If I could have it my way, I'd have every kid become a social worker because I think social work is super cool. Um, but I also know that not everybody is passionate about social work. So we've invited folks from the healthcare field. We've invited my husband, Jeremy, who's in uh, the healthcare field, just bringing people who look like them, who are successful, so that way they can identify with success. I also run a Somali girls group at South High. Um, this group is in its third year. I, this year, I actually read Brene Brown Daring Greatly, and I remember just how awesome that book was and how it helped me feel good about myself. Um, it talks about the culture of scarcity. It talks about operating from a place of wholeheartedness. And I wanted my students at South High to feel good about themselves because when you feel good about yourself, you're more able to do good. Um, so I reached out to Brene Brown and her team and she and someone from her team actually messaged me back and mailed me 20 copies of Daring Greatly for our girls to read. Yes, I love Brene. Yes, feel free to do the same too. It might send you a couple of books as well. So again, connecting it back to Brene, Brene talks about vulnerability and how what makes you vulnerable makes you beautiful. I come from a culture where being vulnerable is not, uh, is not celebrated, it's not encouraged, and I think the American culture too, now we're starting to see like, yeah, be vulnerable, but for a while I think there was just, uh, 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 it was discouraged. But I trust that all of you here are in the education field and care deeply about students. And one thing that's missing in education is authentic relationships and connections. And being vulnerable really allows you to build genuine relationships with the students. In my work with students, I sometimes talk to them about my own experiences. Um, I have a young lady who wanted to go to prom. I didn't go to prom in high school but I understand how important it is for kiddos to do that. So I stepped in connecting with the parents, helping them understand that it's not what they see on the TV. There are plenty of chaperones. Uh, uh, and and just, it's, it's just the ability to step in and support students has empowered me to be my confident self, right? And I don't know if I mentioned this, I have two little babies, Adnan and Safiya. Adnan is two and Safiya is one. And being confident for me, I'm doing it for them too. My friend Saeed, who is one of my biggest supporters today, brought his daughter, Abyan, uh, who is six years old. So me being on this stage, as frightening as it is, I'm doing it for her too, because I want her to see that if Salma can do it, she can too.
that I did in terms of uh, owning my narrative is I recently went on Google.com and I found the Minneapolis Public Housing Authority website and I wrote a public review just thanking them for the opportunity to have a home over our head and just just really thanking them now that I'm 30 and more understanding. And I did that because I no longer wanted to not be able to identify with parts of my story, right? And for me, working with students who currently live in the same homes, I tell these kids, like, you're working hard and I see the work that you're putting in and know that your story is not over, right? That this is a point in your story and with hard work, hard work pays off. So stay focused and know that you are worthy, that you are successful, and having someone who looks like them really communicates that to them. Thank you, thank you. All right, so some happy notes. My mom and dad, we are now homeowners. Uh, my sister Fatima, she's super incredible. She had the house too. And me and my husband Jeremy, we bought uh, our first home in Brooklyn Park. So I like being able to share that with kids is pretty inspiring. I, Jeremy and I had my cousins over the other day and they saw our house and they're like, Auntie, this is like Kim Kardashian's house. <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> but for them, it was huge. So I, I just try to encourage kids and build those opportunities where they can see me and they can see how hard work really does pay off, right? And at South High School, our focus really is about helping kids gain confidence in their own abilities, right? And giving kids role models that look like them. Uh, listening, validating their experiences. One of my mantras that I always tell kids, like I want, I love to walk in the hallways and I tell kids I'm proud of you and I really mean it because I see the journeys that these kids have been through. I tell kids that you are enough to be successful, that you are success. And this isn't just for the Somali kids, this is for every kid. Every kid, every day, every time. Building them up because when they feel good about themselves and they believe in their abilities, they're more likely to do school better. One of my big takeaways from Brene Brown is the difference between shame and guilt. Shame is I am bad, and guilt is I did something bad. And working with young people who are bound to have a lot of life lessons, it's so important for them to know that distinction. Um, this is this has helped me connect with kids and support their um, success and more importantly I don't want our children to identify with their worst experience because they are bound to have experiences but they are more than that experience it does not define their personhood or their value so just pulling that from the book has really given us a lot of things to talk about in our groups. Like, what does shame feel like? What is guilt? Like, yes, we want you to not, you know, to feel bad about what you did, but don't ever equate your worth to this bad experience. I currently support the Silver Ribbon Campaign at South High School with my awesome colleague, um, Katie Fritz. She's super phenomenal. And in that, it's the student-led mental health group that is working on 
eliminating stigma around mental health. And this group has really given us a vehicle to help talk about mental health with our diverse student populations. In my own community, mental health is still a taboo. People are uncomfortable in talking about anxiety, depression, more severe mental health diagnosis. And in doing Brene Brown's work, I've actually started using my own experience with mental health and being vulnerable with the kiddos because a lot of times they, they see all these adults, they see us at work, they see us in our dresses and outfits, and I let that armor down and tell the kids, you know what, Salma that you're seeing, I struggle with anxiety. And sometimes I share that too much, but I think it helps kids know that mental health is normal, you know, and that it, one in five people have a mental health diagnosis. And if you have a mental health diagnosis, it does not define who you are as a person again, right? That's my big, big uh, work at South High, letting kids know that you can be this, you can be that, but no one thing defines your worth, right? This is a picture of, Saeed, a few more slides. This is a picture of one of our SRC talks. Uh, we sit in a circle, we invite uh, staff, we invite students, we invite uh, community members to talk about their experiences. We recently had my friend Intisar, who is a Somali, a woman who practices mental health, uh, has her own therapy clinic, and it was just so empowering for the kiddos to see Intisar, to hear her own story about opening her private practice. It gave them hope that they too can one day do that for themselves. And more importantly, it really removes the stigma out of the room by sitting together as a community and just having honest and open conversations about, okay, let's talk about your feelings. You're feeling uh, sad, you're feeling anxious. It's okay to have these feelings. And mental health is a spectrum, right? It's not you're crazy or you're not. There's a lot of in between. And letting kids know that most of us are somewhere in between, and that's okay. The next picture is a picture of Suad Adam. I quoted her, she's a senior at South High. I love her. She recently wrote an article for the student newspaper where she talks about um, how having a staff of color who looks like her has been really helpful for her to put down her barriers around mental health. Suad is graduating this year. She recently told me that she sees how much fun we have at South High that she wants to become, a, she wants to work in schools. So we are doing some good work at South. And then for all of the educators in this room, I really want us to remember that passion led us here that we didn't join education to get rich. We joined, yes, we joined to make a difference, to support young people. Um, I really wanna encourage all of us to use compassion when we're talking to our students, and also to use compassion when we're talking to ourselves. And lastly, the takeaways that I want you guys to take away from this talk is about representation and how representation is so important. Our young people need to see themselves in front of the class. They need to see themselves in every position possible because you can't be what you don't see. And secondly, be vulnerable. 
Be authentic. Vulnerability is not weakness. Vulnerability is trust. Vulnerability is um, connection. And what makes you vulnerable really makes you beautiful. Thank you. Ed Talks is presented by Achieve Minneapolis and the Citizens League in partnership with Indigo Education and Pollen. Thanks to our generous sponsors, the Bush Foundation and the Vern C. Johnson Family Foundation. For more information on Ed Talks or to watch Ed Talks videos or listen to audio podcasts, visit AchieveMPLS.org.